Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 26th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose because I believe it is the will of God that we walk in new levels this year. God wants us to level up in 2021 in many areas of our lives, but if we are going to experience new levels, we have to be intentional about it. We have to do it on purpose. So that said, I've been teaching progress on purpose, leveling up. And I told you that we were going to level up in five areas. I was going to teach you about leveling up spiritually, financially, physically, internally, and externally. And I've covered spiritually already. Right now I'm in the middle of financially and I'm breaking each one of these down as well. For financially, I told you that I would cover five areas, soul prosperity or, and the answer to poverty, right? What's going on on the inside. I dealt with that already. Tithes and offerings. I dealt with that already. Sowing into ministry. I dealt with that yesterday. Giving to the poor. That's what we're going to talk about today. And then finally, the purpose of prosperity. Why is it that God wants you to be blessed? I'm going to talk about the purpose of your prosperity. So this is progress on purpose, leveling up in the area of your finances, giving to the poor, giving to the poor or to the less fortunate. Let's talk about it. So um, once again, I trust that this this series thus far has been a blessing to you. Um, and we've covered all these other areas already. So in addition to tithing, you know, honoring the Lord with the first 10%, uh, offerings, all of that, uh, supporting ministry, let's talk about giving to the poor today. So what does this mean for you today? I have four things that I'm going to share with you on today Four, and as I get into these four, I want you to rid your heart, rid your mind of all distractions. I have four things. I want you to lock in and here we go. You ready? All right. Number one. So this planet will always have people who are considered poor. So Jesus said in Matthew 26 and 11, the poor you will have with you always. The poor you will have with you always. So so that's something you do have to acknowledge, right? So while this is not the, the purpose of my teaching this morning, there are some people that for many reasons, you know, they just wind up in these less fortunate situations. And so at the end of the day, Jesus said he acknowledged that on this planet, there's always going to be people that are considered poor. There's always going to be people that are considered less fortunate. Now, there are many reasons for that. Now, some were born into difficult circumstances or situations. So some people were just born into it, right? So they really had no choice. If you were born in the U.S., it was like you, you hit the lottery just by being born, by, by being born in the United States. I, I think a lot of Americans don't realize or acknowledge how blessed this nation is. There are people that are swimming across rivers and, and jumping into the trunks of cars to get into this nation, and you were born here, right? So if you were born here, that's another thing. So I, uh, I read an article the other day that, that what we consider poor in the United States um, is 31 times higher than poverty in other nations, 31 times higher than poverty in other nations. Now, I can't validate these numbers, but I think you get the point. I was born in Brooklyn and I was raised 
um, my, my mom was a single mom and she did the best that she could. And she raised us amazingly. Me and my sister, my sister and I, we can't remember ever lacking a thing. Right. I mean, but we were raised on, on public assistance on welfare. And so in this country, we were considered poor. So when I met my wife, I told her, yeah, we, you know, I was raised poor. And she was raised poor for real, right? And so she was in a third world country. She was raised in Dominica. And so um, my wife, after we got married, uh, she like saw pictures. Uh, and, uh, you know, so my mom was like, oh, look, you know, look at his album. And, and we're looking at pictures of all these birthday parties. And, and uh, I had cakes and I had clothes and I had parties and I had a computer and I had an Atari. She was like, dude, what the heck is, you said you was poor. You wasn't, you weren't poor. Matter of fact, I was like, she can't even show me pictures. Isabella can't show me pictures. You know why? Cause they didn't even have a camera. Right. And so, so this is not to be disparaging to Isabella in any way. I'm just saying that there's levels, right? There's levels. And so Isabella was raised with no running water, no electricity. And so, you know, it's just levels to this. And so we go back and we minister to people that are less fortunate. And in a lot of cases, Isabella can identify on a level that I can't identify because she used to be one. She used to live that way. Right. So so there are levels to this. And so some people are just born into circumstances and situations that they have no control over. Right. And so they were just born into that situation. Other people have made poor financial decisions along the way. Right. So there are some people that just make poor decisions financially. And uh, and that's a, this is a different conversation for another day. But in the United States and many countries around the world, schools don't teach financial literacy. And so the financial IQ of a lot of young people is very low. And so because they're not taught financial literacy and, and, and a lot of them don't get taught at home, like I didn't know anything about a lot of things when it relates to money growing up. And so we're just not taught. And since we're not taught then, you know, a lot of young people grow up with bad financial habits. They make bad decisions. They get credit cards while they're in college. They run up all this, all this debt. And before you know it, they're in a hole and they spend years or, or their whole lifetime maybe trying to get out of the hole. So there are reasons why people are in financial binds. And the point of today's message is not that. I'm not trying to get into like why or, or justify or none of that. The point is, Jesus said, the poor you will have with you always. There are people on this planet that are considered poor or less fortunate. And, and that's it. And so for those of us that are not, for those of us, look at me. If you are blessed, if you are, if you have more than enough, right? And so if you're in a situation where you have more than enough and you're not struggling financially, the purpose of today's message is to talk about what to do about it. So when there are poor people that are less fortunate, what are you supposed to do about it? Let's talk about it. All right. So number two, giving to the poor in the Old Testament. So um, this is something that I just like to point out because this was a practice for the Israelites, right? So the prophet Zechariah, the, the Holy Spirit through the prophet Zechariah said something in Zechariah chapter seven, verses eight through 10 that I just want to highlight real quick. So this is what the Bible says. Then the message came to Zechariah from the Lord. And then Zechariah stood up and said, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. Judge fairly, show mercy and kindness to one another, and do not oppress the widows, orphans, foreigners, and the poor, and do not scheme against each other. So this category here, widows, orphans, foreigners. Now, when you see foreigners, other translations call them strangers at the gate, uh, and then the poor. So, so the Israelites, or God's children in the Old Testament, they had this practice to where they took a portion of their resources, and they gave it 
to widows. They took care of widows. Remember, even in the New Testament, when there was this big issue, like when, when the deacons were appointed, they were appointed deacons because it was a big issue over the widows. The widows were not being taken care of. And for the Israelites, this was a big deal. You got to take care of the widows. You got to take care of the orphans. You got to take care of strangers at the gate. When you, you have this city and people, strangers at the gate show up and they need help, you're supposed to help them, right? You're supposed to be a blessing to them. And the Bible says also, and also to the poor. So as a believer, as a born again, blood-bought believer, this is a practice that you should practice. You should practice saying, you know what? I want to, if I'm blessed, I want to be a blessing to other people. The purpose of the blessing is to be a blessing. Number three, what, what does the Bible say about giving to the poor? It has a lot to say, but I'm going to share something, a few things that Solomon said, Old Testament, and then something that Paul said, New Testament. So King Solomon was the richest man to ever live. Richest man on the planet at his time without question. Some people today, financial analysts, estimate that he was a trillionaire with a T, a trillionaire, right? So think about like Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk and multiply that times five. And then you, you, now you're talking about King Solomon, right? So he was, and, God, and the Lord made him rich. The Lord did that. So the Lord did that. And the Lord blessed him to be in that financial situation. And then this is what Solomon said. In Proverbs 18 and 27, he says, whoever gives to the poor will always have plenty. Whoever gives to the poor will always have plenty. Remember, I told you that you're going to reap whatever you sow. And I told you about my mother. My mother, if there's one thing that my mother taught my sister and I, Oh my God, is to always be a blessing to the less fortunate. And you know, just it said, my mom has always given. So she and, she, and I told you, she gives a lot of food, she gives a lot of clothes, she's always giving. And because she gives food and clothes, she she will always have food and clothes, right? So you're gonna reap whatever you sow. But if you give to the poor, the Bible says you will always have plenty. So so give. You can't be, you know, uh, let me just say it this way. The Dead Sea in um in the in the Middle East. The Dead Sea is considered the Dead Sea. Nothing can live in the Dead Sea because it, it, it takes in. There's, there's water coming uh, into the Dead Sea, but there's no outlet. So there's coming in, but there's no going out. And whenever you have coming in, coming in, coming in, but no going out, then what you're going to have as a result is dead stuff, right? You, there are some things that are coming into your heart and into your hands and into your household. But there should be some things that's going out too. You have an income, but there should be an outflow. You should always be a blessing. And I'm, talk, I'm talking about make this a practice. I'm talking about leveling up in the area of your finances, not just tithes, not just offerings, not just sowing into ministry, but also giving to the poor, being a blessing, partner with, partner with ministries that give to the poor, like Feed the Children or, or Hunger in America, all these kind of things. But partner with that. There's income. There should be outflow. Say amen to that. Proverbs 19 and 17. Proverbs 19 and 17 says, giving to the poor is like loaning money to the Lord and he's going to pay you back. <laughs> so, the, so the Lord is like, look, when you become, when you give to the poor, it's like you're becoming my hands and feet in the world. If I was there, I would do it, but I'm not there. So you're the one that's there. Since you're the one that's there, you, you need to go do it. And if you do it, if you go be a blessing to, to, to somebody that is less fortunate, you, you stop at that light and you give that person some money or you say this person has a sign. I tell you what, meet me over here at McDonald's. I'm going to buy you some food. God is saying, you do that for me. I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to make sure I will take personal responsibility to make sure that you get that money back. Why? Because you are becoming my hands and feet on this planet. Say amen to that. Proverbs 22 and nine. The Bible says generous people will be blessed. 
because they share their food with the poor. This is my mother right here. Oh my God. And so my mother is a blessed woman. She gives. And so, so another thing too, that, um, I would say that this is also hereditary. You, you actually wind up leaving a legacy of righteousness. It dawned on me, um, that our ministry feeds the prisoners, um, in La Vega. There's, um, the, the jail, uh, in, in my hometown in the Dominican Republic is not far from our, from our house, from our, um, our house in the DR, Isabella and I. And so, um, that jail, we, we partner with people and we feed prisoners. And in September, we normally feed like a thousand prisoners. And, uh, it dawned on me like one day when we were doing that and we were feeding like, you know, all these prisoners and right. We're nothing, we're not expecting anything in return. We're just there to be a blessing. And there's people that's cooking all this food, feed, feeding a thousand people. That's, that's a lot of food, right? So people have to work all through the night. We buy the food and cook the food and distribute the food and give the food and the plates and the, all of that stuff. And as we were doing that, I was reminded, the Holy Spirit reminded me that my grandmother used to do that. My grandmother, by on my father's side. And I don't, I never really had a good relationship with my father's side of the family, but I do remember that my grandmother on my father's side, she fed that same prison. She fed prisoners. And so now I'm leaving, it's like a legacy, a heritage of righteousness. What my mother taught my sister and I, we do it too. We have a heart to give. We want to be a blessing. We love to go out there. And when we're giving out food or groceries or just whatever, it's a tremendous blessing. And so yes, partner, you know, it, at your church, do tithes and offerings. I got it. Yes, partner with ministries uh, that, that are feeding you the word of God, but also partner and then be a blessing to people. Support ministries that are feeding the poor. And, and this, is, this is just part, this is Bible. This is, this is the will of God. This, should, this is a category of giving that you should not omit. I know, and this is actually something that a lot of people don't talk about today. They talk about tithes and offerings, but we don't talk about this. We need to do this as well. Uh, in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Timothy 6, verses 17 through 19, let me go through this real quick. Verse 17, he said, warn the rich people of this world not to be tr proud or to trust in their wealth because this money can be easily lost. Tell them to have faith in God who is rich and who blesses us with everything we need to enjoy life, right? So he said, listen, another translation says, that God blesses you uh, with all things richly to enjoy. So he said, don't trust your money. Don't put your confidence in money. Don't put your trust in money. Trust God. Don't trust money. Pursue God. Don't pursue money. But if you have money, it's okay to enjoy it. But then he goes on to say this, verse 18, instruct them to do as many good deeds as they can and to help everybody. Remind the rich to be generous and to share what they have. So that's the key. Be generous Share what you have. And if you do this, then the Bible says you're laying a solid foundation for your future. So if you have more than enough and God has blessed you with more than enough and, and, and God has taken you like he took the Israelites from, from uh, Egypt, the land of not enough <laughs> to the wilderness where they got manna from heaven, but it was manna only enough for that day to the land of just enough. But then maybe you're living now in Canaan, the land of too much stuff. And when God gets you over to Canaan, God takes you from not enough to just enough to more than enough. And now you're in the land of too much stuff. And now that you have more than enough and you have overflow and you're buying stuff on Amazon and you don't even know why you're buying it. And all these boxes keep showing up at your door and you got it and you don't, you're buying stuff you don't even need. At that point, come on now, think about it, pray about it. Let the Holy Spirit lead you concerning 
others, be a blessing to others. And I'm not saying you have to do it, right? But I'm saying if you're led of the Holy Spirit, you will want to do it. You have to develop the heart of God to, to want to be generous with those that are less fortunate. And don't come to me and say, well, Rick, what about they did? Don't point. Listen, stop. It's not about judging anybody. It's not about criticizing. It's not about comparing yourself to anybody. It's just about being led of the Holy Spirit. There are categories of giving and giving to the poor, giving to the less fortunate is one of those categories. And you should operate in this category as well. You got it? That's how we level up. Number four, giving to the less fortunate comes down to watch this empathy, compassion, and God's love. And that's it. And once again, I'm not saying that when you give somebody a gift, you give that person $20, you're going to get them out of poverty. I already told you, I already explained that the answer to poverty is not money. Jesus never gave anybody $5, $10. Jesus gave them the word. So the answer to poverty is not money. The answer to poverty is the word. So that you don't give them the gift to get them out of poverty. That's not the point. But you give them the gift to show them God's love. That's it. To, to, because you're operating with empathy and compassion and you're moved by the Holy Spirit and you want to be a blessing. You willfully do it. You, you do it because you want to do it. You're not doing it because you have to do it. You, you're doing it because you are becoming God's hands and God's feet in this world. You just want to express. You take your time, your talent, and your treasure, and you want to be a blessing. I remember we were in the Dominican Republic. Um, I don't know. This was about a year and a half, two years ago. And uh, we have these Haitian children, like 170 Haitian children there that we, our ministry is a blessing to. And I remember, you know, the kids, when we walk up, they know us, obviously, the kids. And so when we walk up, they run, they hug us. They really love Isabella, right? And so, and Isabella speaks their language too, so maybe that helps. But as, so they run up to Isabella, they, oh, they tackle Isabella, they love Isabella, and all the kids are always there, right? So anyway, we were there, and um, it was around time where in, in the, one of the schools, the afternoon school, uh, the kids were getting out of school. So as we were leaving, some parents were showing up. And what I remember this, uh, this guy and, uh, and his wife, and they were on a motorcycle and two of their kids came and jumped on the motorcycle. Now you got four people on this motorcycle, right? That's the Dominican Republic. That's normal. Anyway, so they jump on the motorcycle and then the kids tell the parents, Hey, these are the people that come from the U S these are the people that take care of us. These are the people that, you know, they're responsible for it. Uh, they provide us food and they pay for the school and all of that stuff. Right. Of course it's the ministry is not us, but I'm just saying that's what the, the, the little girl said. And so the, uh, the, the mom comes up, they get off the motorcycle and they come up to us and the mom is having a conversation with Isabella. Now they're speaking Creole, so I don't understand the conversation. So they're having a conversation and I could see, that um, the mom is like, like as she's like inquisitive and then Isabella kind of wells up and then they hug and everything. And then we get in the car and I'm like, what was that about? And Isabella said, well, she was asking, you know, are you from here? And Isabella was like, no, I'm from Dominica. She was like, you're not from here? I was like, no, are you from Haiti? She was like, no. And she was like, do you have kids? And he was like, yeah. And she said, where are your kids? And we were, and Isabella was like, our kids are back home in the United States. And the lady said, why would you leave your kids to come see about my kids. Like, why would you leave your own kids to come help my kids? And, and that really, you know, Isabella welled up and everything. And you know why? Because it's the love of God. That's why. That's really it. It boils down to the love of God. When we go on a mission trip, yeah, we're leaving our kids. And a lot of, now we take our kids sometimes if we have the opportunity to do so. And thankfully we do. But in some cases we're leaving our kids to go do ministry. And why, why are we doing it? Because it's the love of God. Because we just want to be God's hands and feet in this world. We just want to be a blessing. When you are a blessing to somebody, no strings attached. Listen, let me just, as I close, there's a bless. Let me tell you that 
there's a blessing in it for you too. And I'm not talking about money. There's a blessing in it for you too. And I'm not talking about you're going to reap a hundredfold. Stop. That's not today. Today is not that. Today is not hundredfold return. God will rebuke the devourer. None of that. That's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about you will reap something that money can't buy. You will reap something on the inside. When you give to the less fortunate, when you give to the poor, no strings attached. You're not asking for anything in return. You're not doing it to be seen. You just want to be a blessing. You get something back that money can't buy. You get something back on the inside that is almost indescribable because it is the love of God. You know that in that moment, you are God's love in this world. In that moment, you are a conduit of God's love and God's light on this planet. So yeah, as you level up in all these areas, please level up in this area too. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Let me say this too, that because we are ministering to the less fortunate in the Dominican Republic, hey, if you're looking for a ministry that you want to partner with to cover this area, this category, you can sow into Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries and we will use that money to be a blessing to the poor. You got it? All right. So lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I know it is your desire that I walk in new levels in 2021. You are leading me to level up in every area of my life. I level up financially. I honor you with the tithe. I give offerings above and beyond the tithe. I open my heart to fund kingdom projects around the world. And I also give to the less fortunate. As I give to those in need, I do so with empathy and compassion. As I allow your spirit to fill my heart with your love, and as I pour out that love towards others, <laughs> I cannot help but give you praise. When you use me to be a conduit and a blessing to other people, I come back from that encounter with a level of gratitude that is hard to express in words. So thank you, Father, for blessing me to be a blessing on this planet. I will be your hands and feet. Glorify me that I may glorify thee. This year, I become a conduit of kingdom finance in this world and greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, these messages and email, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Do me a favor. This is a message. Do me two things. Number one is if this message was a blessing to you, then please put, leave me some comments. Uh, I do appreciate, I go back and I read every comment. So leave me some comments in the chat. And then, but number two, share this message. This is actually something that I think that people need to hear. Let's share this message because, yeah, I could talk about a hundredfold return and people get excited. Yeah, I could talk about the tithe and how you have a blood-bought right to walk up under an open heaven and people get excited. But in this one, I, I'm talking about a return that's not money. I'm talking about receiving something back that's greater than money. So please be a blessing to other people. This is the will of God and this is the love of God. I love you. And God loves you too. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.